Welcome to The Way Talks. This is the podcast in support of The Way Holistic Collective in Calgary. I am Jacqueline. I am your host and the resident hypnotherapist and intuitive counsel. And today I have CJ sitting with me. And CJ is a yoga instructor. Uh, she is a Reiki practitioner. Irdi- I never say it right. <laughs> Iridology. Nailed it. Practitioner, <laughs> uh, nutritionist, massage therapist, and she just got her Chinese medicine um, and has been studying for that for a while. So, hello, CJ. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we have been beginning with sort of like a little introduction to everyone who comes on and so CJ can you tell us a little bit about your journey and you know who you are and what has brought you to the work that you do yeah um I'd love to (laughs) um okay so talking about myself is always fun (laughs) and awkward mostly awkward (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like can you just read my credentials and just like smile at me and not ask me questions I feel like that (laughs) the best way to go no (laughs) um yeah no uh so I guess starting at the beginning with my yoga um because I started doing yoga when I was about 16 Mm -hmm. and so yeah again like just being awkward and a teenager I was the nerdy art kid that was always trying to fit in and didn't really know where I fit Mm. um sports were not my thing at all <laughs> so um yeah like even to the point where such a fun story I tried out for basketball in grade nine you know new school just trying to find my way and mm-hmm. yeah even the coach came over and told me that maybe basketball wasn't my thing <laughs> oh maybe my I had God. two left feet I don't really know <laughs> what the scoop was there I mean, I could kind of get away with badminton, maybe, but is that considered a sport? I don't know. I think so. Is it? <laughs> Probably. Is. I'm not sure. Probably. Probably. It's got a racket. You yeah. Move. My sport was like a, an arts brush. I could paint, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to have some form of exercise or something to really like channel out all that teenage angst. And I stumbled my way into a yoga class and immediately felt at home Mm -hmm. and that was where I belonged it was like I went from being this like fumbly awkward like I literally trip everywhere like even now like (laughs) as an as an adult human walking up a flight of stairs I still fall (laughs) up the stairs so it's like I don't know with yoga it my body becomes so graceful Uh if that makes any sense it's like it's actually where I've belonged the whole time and just didn't know until then, you know? That's beautiful. Yeah. And it's been a really cool journey because, you know, yoga's really brought me into myself and really understanding who I am in this human vessel and <laughs> what it's all about. And, um, yeah, to me, yoga isn't the actual asanas that you do. It's not the practice that you're doing, but it's how you're showing up every day mm-hmm. and who you are as a human being and finding grace in in living life, you know? So I feel like finding grace in my body was kind of a metaphor for how to find grace in my life. And yeah. Yeah. So I just felt like amazingly in love with it. And um, when I was a little bit older, I started doing some one-on-one trainings with one of the teachers at the studio I was at because it was more of a lineage 
style at that Mm -hmm. point. And yeah, it was really cool to just dive into that practice a little bit more one-on-one, you know, and yeah. And then of course, like that's when I guess the 200 hour training certificate was more necessary to be able to teach at a studio. So Mm -hmm. I ended up signing up for one of those just so that I had the credentials to continue teaching and doing my thing with that. And yeah, it was really cool going into it because I just figured I had already known so much about yoga, it felt like, Mm -hmm. and it clearly outlined that I also had a really big ego, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and so I come into this yoga teacher training and then just totally got schooled in the teachings (laughs) of the ego more than anything, which was brilliant, right? Because it's like, you feel like you know so much and then you go into something and then you realize you actually know nothing and you could spend every single day for the rest of your life (laughs) learning about yoga but still know nothing you Mm -hmm. know and so it was a really humbling experience and it just awoke this deep hunger in me and I just wanted to keep learning more as much as I could about yoga so I just kept doing more and more trainings and Mm -hmm. it kind of took over my life in a sense (laughs) for a while there Um, so I have at this point over a thousand hours of training and that's a lot it's a lot yeah um, I recently just finished my Kundalini training mm-hmm. um, the year before last, so two years ago. Yeah. Um, and that was really amazing because it took it from like more of the body practice to the spirit practice. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really cool esoteric principles in there that I've been able to bridge with Chinese medicine just recently as well, which has been really fun for me, like yeah. really diving into that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like to talk about how those two connect? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, Chinese medicine is really brilliant. It is like, (laughs) it's the most incredible technology I think that I've actually come across. It's so advanced. And to think that it's a 5,000 year old plus um, modality of medicine and Mm -hmm. where we're at as a human race, I just how did they know, you know, like it had to have been channeled or brought down by aliens or something, you know, like, yeah, because it hasn't even wavered, like the practice Mm -hmm. of this medicine isn't changed. And what's been really interesting with like doing more Ayurvedic stuff and um, yogic stuff, and now Chinese medicine, and real and then even taking my studies into esoterics as well, and learning um, the sacred geometry of acupuncture and you know bridging all of the different things within esoterics with Chinese medicine it's all the same stuff it's just different languages yeah right and so with kundalini for example you talk about the kundalini energy it's it's so similar to the energy of chi or of the energy of um, the extraordinary vessels in Chinese medicine so yeah it's just been really cool to like really be bridging all of these medicines together mm-hmm. and seeing it and just seeing the languages it's all the same stuff yeah it's so cool that's awesome yeah yeah it's been really neat and even with like reiki and iridology and even the science of nutrition like it's all there yep right it's yeah. all there even herbology like we talk about the energetics of herbology in the plant and how the plant corresponds with different organ systems, but then different flavors and temperatures and how that works in the system. Mm-hmm. It's all Chinese medicine. It's Amazing. so brilliant. Amazing. I know. 
So you did a bunch of yoga training. Mm-hmm. And then how did you get from that point to where you are now? So you did nutrition. You yeah, figured. so nutrition was the second thing that I did um, after my first child, I ended up having um, a cesarean that went really bad with an infection, um, had a second surgery to fix the infection, and then went on antibiotics, and then that caused a condition called C. difficile, which mm-hmm. is um, basically a bacteria that grows in the intestines and just destroys your gut flora. Ugh. And it's extremely painful. It actually, fun fact, kills probably 30,000 Americans a year, oh, wow. which is pretty intense. Like that it is a lot. Can just go in and just destroy, and it's so painful. Like feeling yeah. that kind of pain in your gut, it's just insane. And unfortunately, as a result of that, I ended up being celiac. Mm. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, so I was still eating very glutinous foods. Uh-huh. I really liked gluten on top of my gluten with extra gluten it's just how it worked you know and I mean I'm a young mom at the time like just trying to get by and learn how to live you know as your own human and so anyways I decided to do my nutrition at that point because I just figured I mean it's good to know I I was vegan at the time and extremely frail and Mm -hmm. my body wasn't absorbing anything because the flora had been completely wiped out and so I was severely B12 deficient, I was severely vitamin D deficient and I was severely underweight at like Mm -hmm. 90 pounds which is not a healthy weight to be at no matter how tall you are I think. Um, And just because I couldn't absorb anything right so just all these nutritional deficiencies and um, so I just thought, what better way to fix that aspect is to like go and learn about it. So yeah. I did two years of nutrition and I healed myself. I also had really debilitating anxiety and panic attacks at the yeah. time too. So there was a lot going on in my physical body and just so much pain and mm-hmm. anxiety. And and I, yeah, just with the diet change and really understanding the body and how it works in that yeah. aspect, I was able to completely eradicate the gut pain that I was having and I was able to gain weight and the anxiety and the panic attacks left I haven't that's really cool deal with that in a long time Um, unless I'm going through like an energetic deconstruction which (laughs) I'm sure everyone knows what that's all about but (laughs) then the anxiety comes back but um, yeah for the most part that that helped right and then I was able to create a practice with that too which was really fun and I got to do it from home Nice. Um, and then I decided to do some iridology Mm -hmm. because I had this really amazing friend who was a herbalist and um, she owned a clinic called the green clinic Mm -hmm. and she would take apprentices and I was like doing some things with her and just learning a little bit more about the herbal side of things Mm -hmm. like the Western herbology kind of stuff and she was bringing in a guy named Robert Rogers to do iridology and this was I don't know how long ago this was maybe 13 years ago roughly and he's brilliant like he's out of Edmonton and he does a lot with mushrooms so you can find like all the medicinal mushroom stuff neat he's the guy basically so anyways it was really cool to do the iridology training with him Mm -hmm. back then and not even knowing who he is like I worked at the light cellar for a long time (laughs) recently and he's like we have his books in there that's right and he's come and done talks on mushrooms and He's a fascinating man. Like he's been, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't want to be pumping out the wrong info, but he's. I think he's been doing some research um, with mushrooms as well. And cool. It's really neat. They're linking lion's mane to yeah. 
like helping with Alzheimer's and so yeah I've been hearing a little bit about that it's so amazing it's right? so cool so this incredible human like mm-hmm. comes in and like <laughs> I get to learn iridology and it's cool to see like now using iridology with Chinese medicine and how it corresponds because yeah. you can really see like what's going on in their eye and then correspond it to tongue and pulse and their uh-huh. symptomology and kind of bridge the two together which has been really cool yeah it's just really neat how the body speaks Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah so very cool yeah yeah and then more yoga training uh-huh in between of course um and then i actually co-owned a yoga studio with a girlfriend of mine um in lacombe and it didn't it didn't end well unfortunately we just had a few differences of opinions and she uh-huh. was suffering from mental health and um yeah, it just it just wasn't a good fit for yeah. us. So I ended up selling out my portion of the studio and was really needing my next step mm-hmm. at that point. I was like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like, yeah. I thought this might have been it. It doesn't feel like it's it. So what's next? And it's interesting because in my 500-hour training, um, we were learning a little bit about meridians and fascial lines mm-hmm. um, through anatomy trains. And that really piqued my interest in, like, what are these meridians? Uh-huh. I really want to know more about that. So I asked the lady facilitating facilitating the training, I'm like, are we going to learn more about these meridians? Like, I'm really curious about that. And she's like, oh, no, you'd have to go to acupuncture school for that. And I was like, acupuncture? What is that? <laughs> like, didn't even know, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, I need to I need to learn more about acupuncture. So I looked it up, and of course, the only two schools were Edmonton and Calgary. So I was like, okay, well, maybe that's a pipe dream, like nine years down the road when my kids are grown up or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but really intrigued by fascia in general. Like, it's really fascinating. And um, now, just to be clear, some listeners might not know what fascia is. Oh, so, yeah. could you explain what fascia is? So, I mean, every practitioner will probably explain it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I guess, like, anatomically like Mm -hmm. structurally fascia is I call it the saran wrap around everything so Mm -hmm. it's like when you look at the human body you can compartmentalize all the different parts Mm -hmm. but what brings it all together is fascia so the bone matrix the marrow is all fascia Um, every single individual muscle is wrapped in fascia and then wrapped together in fascia Mm -hmm. Um, and it's to me and again I don't know for everyone else but for me it's the the information conduit so it's like Uh, it allows the transmission of information electrically and through fluid and it's just really interesting I think that's how all the parts connect and communicate gotcha yeah so it's a really fascinating system and in these different fascial lines run the meridians Mm -hmm. and so the meridians in acupuncture we've got our 12 main meridians and that's what's corresponding to all the organ systems, but that's where all the points line up. Yep. So when we're working with meridians, we want that channel to stay open. So the flow of chi, which is your life force energy, mm-hmm. the same idea as prana, um, is flowing cleanly through that. Anytime that there's a block, there's a stagnation in that meridian and it can cause pain, it can cause deficiencies, it can cause a plethora of things. Um, and they run along like in these like, spaces between the fascia gotcha okay so anyway that really fascinated me yeah and I just like wanted to dive into that so when I sold um out on the studio 
then I was like, hey, next step, acupuncture. And it happened so quick. It was like all of a sudden within like a month, I was like, hey, actually, like I can move Amazing. and I can do this. I'm just <laughs> going to uproot my family and we're just going to go. So we moved to Calgary uh-huh. and I worked for a year just to kind of get my footing and to get familiar with the city mm-hmm. and then started school like almost immediately after. Amazing. And it's been a fun four-year journey. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here. Um, yeah. And it just like, it was everything that I was looking for in a sense. Amazing. For information. Yeah. Yeah. And really brought me deeper into like what I was trying to do with yoga. Mm-hmm but from a different place. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. Okay. Could you elaborate on it, though? Like, what What were you trying to do with yeah. yoga, and how did this... Well, I just, I felt like yoga was everything for me. Yeah. Like, it was my language. It was how I communicated. Mm-hmm. It was my entire essence, in a sense. And And then when I came into acupuncture, it was like, it was the next level of information. So yoga was mm. taking me only so far, it felt. I kind of felt like I hit a plateau okay. with the, the things I was learning and where I wanted to go and where I wanted to deepen. Mm-hmm. And then acupuncture brought in all of these incredible foundations um, and all these incredible teachings that took me so much further than I ever thought possible. So I got to learn so much about energetics. I got to learn a lot more about the body. I got to learn um, how all of the parts work. Mm-hmm. which was really amazing and it just felt more complete yeah I don't know if that makes any sense. no it does yeah. that's uh, incredible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean I'm like I still love to teach yeah. you know just not as much I just really love being with people and supporting them where they're at and mm-hmm. um, yeah just assisting on their journey of life and where they're going and And then bring these modalities in Mm -hmm. and just support them and meet them where they're at. That's, I think, the key to like having all these different things, like almost like tools in the tool belt. Yeah. Because what's going to work for one isn't going to work for another, right? So it's kind of... Of course. Just getting a feel for their system and and what their body is asking for and then kind of working with that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because, I mean, acupuncture opened up more doors too. So I did my kundalini training at that Mm -hmm. point which um was also really fascinating to dive into that energetics of yoga and then corresponding it to chinese medicine yeah which is really cool i mean the kundalini energy it's so incredible um and it's not something we really know a lot about yeah right it's like this reservoir of energy that sits at the base of the spine Mm -hmm. and at some point in our life maybe it yeah. can be activated and it's this surge of energy that rushes up through the central channel called the shushima and into the pineal and it activates the pineal mm-hmm. and it's really intense like if it's activated too early like i've heard of people actually going insane unfortunately because they're just their systems weren't supported for that right type of technology coming online but i think as we're moving forward with where we're going in the human race i think it's going to be really necessary to have that technology online mm-hmm. so how do we support and it's really cool to make the correlation to Chinese medicine and how they can support the body with the, that practice so that we can really guide these people through that transformation. For sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. And even just seeing like um, 
structurally the similarities, right? Where mm-hmm. we've got the Shushimna and then we've got Ida and Pingala, which kind of waxes and wanes through or goes through the central channel more in like a, like a, yeah, like a DNA mm-hmm. kind of shape. Um, and then that's also Ida and Pingala is our masculine and feminine energies as well. So we're getting the balance of masculine and feminine through the central channel or the central being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we look at Chinese medicine, it's really cool because then we've got our dew meridian, which mm-hmm. runs along the spine, which is the central channel. And then we've got our bladder meridian that runs along the side, which would be the Ida and Pingala. Yep. And so really just bringing balance and it's like it's showing up in both, which is really fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's another aspect of Chinese medicine too. We've got our 12 main meridians, but then we've also got what's called the eight extraordinary vessels. So these eight other vessels that are really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of texts on it right now because it's a really intense energetic medicine. Okay. And that lives at the base of the spine as well. So in the sacrum. Uh-huh. And it's really cool to correspond that too because when we look at this, the structure of the sacrum, we've got these eight holes, which mm-hmm. are the eight sacral foramen and it's really neat because the the extraordinary vessels or the evs there's eight of them mm-hmm. and they originate in the sacrum i think so we think yeah. um i know someone who's like really 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 well versed in the eight evs and that's been her life's work for the last 10 years so yeah i'm, I'm getting a lot of information from her so i just want to give her props to that <laughs> just so i'm not like stealing the info but um so anyways theory yeah. They're, they're stemming from these eight foramen, um, which is also called the eight liao in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and when those come online, it activates that kundalini energy as well. Right. So I think um, up the central channel. So it's activating the pineal gland, but it's also activating all of the traumas in the uh-huh. system. So then, you know, as this kundalini energy comes online, you have to clear the vessel, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a cleaning out of the system yeah and to do that you have to basically allow these traumas to be seen and fall off Oof. right so it's a really intense process and you can see why you wouldn't want to do it all at once you want to God do it in stages yeah. right so um, having this information in Chinese medicine uh-huh. to support someone going through like a, a kundalini awakening they call it right for sure um, is brilliant we can bring these like principles in and really like know how to support the system and do it gently so it's not blowing them open gotcha oh yeah yeah for sure yeah really 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 cool that's really neat Mm -hmm. it's interesting though because last episode actually kim and i were talking about kundalini and how you know it that kind of release can be super ungrounding so it's it, and she told a story about someone she knew that had that experience and so like that is incredibly powerful to be able to like support that through the practice 100 percent. because when you're activating that kundalini energy and bringing it online Mm -hmm. it's shooting you from the ground into the ethers yeah right and so (laughs) then you can even take that further into the chakra system Mm -hmm. right we've got our seven chakras technically eight because we've got the auric field um and then in the auric field we also have our chakra system in that as well, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and so I work with sound as well. Oh, cool. Um, so I do acutonics. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting because when we're working with the sound, we can clear the, the auric field too, as well as the body. Mm-hmm. And so anytime a trauma happens in your life, yep. depending on what chakra that 
affected right. at that time. Yep. It will create a little static plug in that chakra of the auric field. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're kind of walking around in this auric field bubble with all these little static plugs everywhere. And that's like your little traumas hanging out and being like, right. hey, so the sound will just clear that out. It's really nice. Uh-huh. Um, but essentially what's really interesting is when we look at the chakra system, we're looking at it from the ground up. We're always trying to go from safety all the way up. And th- we always think the end goal is the seventh chakra of the crown. Right, yeah. It's not. Aha. Aha. <laughs> so it's really fascinating because when we look at the polarity of the human being, essentially, our heart is the center point. Yep. And so we've got our grounding energy, and then we've got, which I believe is positive ion, and then the ethers, I believe, is the negative ion. I could be getting that backwards. I'm totally <laughs> dyslexic. But Fair. we're constantly walking around in flipped polarity. Uh-huh. Right? So we're really ungrounded most of the time right. as it is. So we want to try to bring that back into balance. And the heart is that pivot point where yeah. we're flipping back and forth from mm-hmm. heaven to earth, essentially. So the idea, what I think anyways, yeah. the idea is that you have to really cultivate these bottom three chakras to be able to move up into the heart. Of course. Yeah. And where we're at right now in the human race is we're really focusing on these top three chakras. Mm-hmm. We're really in the spiritual world and in the ethers and trying to be like more etheric. Right. Right. And there is a place for that. Like you yeah. really, you need to go as far out as you can go uh-huh. to know that you need to come back in. Yes. Because at some point you have to come back in. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, go up to the seventh chakra if you want to explore that. Yeah. But you also need to bring that back down to the heart. So the idea is we're coming from the ground into the heart and from the ethers into the heart. Right. And that's the end place. Beautiful. That's where we're trying to go. And then from that place, we're walking into like an actual true cultivation of compassion and love yes. from the space of the heart. And at some point, once we have that, mm-hmm. then we drop that and we go further. And there's something else. Gotcha. I don't know what that is yet. There's right. something beyond the heart even. Yep. So then there's probably a whole other system that we'll be working in at some point. But that's kind of the idea. Yeah. And it's cool to to also bridge these ADVs. Also, in um, Chinese medicine, there's um, another meridian that doesn't get talked about much either yeah. called the Bao Mai. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard about the Bao Mai, I think it was in my second year of school, I was like, oh my gosh, what is this meridian? It like totally <laughs> activated something. And the only thing they talk about is that it's the meridian that connects the heart to the uterus. Oh, fascinating. Fascinating. But then, uh huh. dot, dot, dot. Because <laughs> they just leave you hanging. Oh my like, God. Why, don't, why isn't there more information about the Bao Mai? And I'm like trying to search it everywhere and anywhere yeah. and nothing. There's nothing. It's like, and, and so then I'm thinking, okay, so in Christianity, they had all of these like texts for the Bible and then they just like, left some out because they didn't want us to know a bunch of things. I don't know. It's my speculation. I mean, Christians can pipe in on that one. I don't know. But I've heard that. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe in Chinese medicine, that's the same thing. Like, what is this meridian? And why why are they leaving it out? Obviously, it's really powerful. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So diving further into that the last years, and it's going to be my work. It's going to, this is just a little blooper, but... Um, it's really cool because what I have actually learned Mm -hmm. just through my own transmissions and um, just really actually activating it in myself, it's the tantric vessel, which is cool. But then it's also the vessel of the three treasures. So we talk about Jing, Qi, and Shen. Mm -hmm. 
as the three treasures in Chinese medicine. Okay. Um, so it's actually not just the meridian that goes from the heart to the uterus, but it goes from the pineal to the heart to the uterus, which is, again, when you think about the root chakra, the heart chakra, and the pineal. So you're coming ground up, uh-huh. top down, heart space, right? But interestingly enough, too, the uterus energetically is our womb. That's our womb space. And with right. women, um, that's our intuitive center. That's our mm-hmm. that's our center of wisdom. That's mm-hmm. where we cultivate our inner knowing. Um, and for it to be connected to the heart the way that it is, like how powerful. And then it pulses, right? When that when that meridian comes online, it actually pulses. You can feel this pulse like going up from the womb into the heart and then up into the head. And it's like this whole thing. It's so fascinating. That's super cool. And again, that's following along the line of the Shushana, mm-hmm. right? So it's all these like incredible energetics that yeah. are all playing out simultaneously in different languages in different modalities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fascinating. That is amazing. So I probably lost everyone with uh, the conversation. <laughs> actually, if you could go back, you mentioned Jin. I can't remember. Oh, it was, yeah. But you said there were three things three, there, the three that, the, and Chi, uh, yeah, the three treasures. Could you maybe explain those? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's going to be a little harder to explain. Okay. All right. <laughs> so the Jing, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be like, that's going to be our essence. That's going to mm-hmm. be the core essence. Um, the chi, that's our life force energy. Mm-hmm. And then the shen is our spirit. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, I feel like that's the best way to explain it. So like gotcha. jing is the vehicle. Yep. Right? Chi yeah. is the fuel yep. for that vehicle. And then shen is the spirit in the vehicle. Gotcha. Driving. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, okay. how, that's how I would view them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, and for anyone who wants to dive into that further, we can do that. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to come hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, that's super. Yeah, because cool. it's a, it's a lot of information, right? Fair. Fair. I feel like yeah, it's that's the gist. It's almost like you are translating all of these modalities and like translating them together so that like they work together. I love that. It just I I keep thinking translator. Yeah, you're learning all of these things so that you can translate them and see the parallels and how they are the same but also add to that yeah. modality yeah, and like and to that system yeah right and i feel like that's a metaphor for life totally like what have we been doing to ourselves as a society <laughs> like we're just like compartmentalizing everyone mm-hmm. and putting up all of these different languages and we're all the same yeah right our conversations are the same mm-hmm. i mean whatever it is that i'm thinking or learning about right now, there's someone across the world that I don't even know that's having the exact same thoughts. Totally. You know what I mean? Yep. So that's, I just, I love this, like this journey that I've been on of really exploring these different modalities and seeing the connection in all of it. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me realize like, it doesn't matter where all of these are coming from or where we're coming from. Right. There's so much similarity and we're all connected mm-hmm. and the languages might be different, but it's talking about the same thing. Yes. You know? Yep. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. We're just coming from different perspectives or different languages. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been a fun journey anyway. I've been enjoying it. And it's been overwhelming at times, but... Of course. Really incredible as well. And <laughs> and yeah, just like the idea of saying yes to the health and wellness industry, mm-hmm. like full disclaimer... 
yeah. I feel like needs to happen for anyone contemplating moving into any kind of healing work. Yeah. <laughs> Just be prepared for what that's going to do to your system. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Because like in order to do any kind of healing work mm-hmm. in the health and wellness industry, you really have to clean out the vessel, yep. right? So you're really saying yes to a full deconstruction and who you are on the other side of that is going to be a completely different human you totally. know, like me stepping into yoga teacher training, being like, I know yoga. No. <laughs> You're going to step into health and wellness industry, and I know health and wellness. No. <laughs> Not until you walk the walk, you know. Yeah. So you have to, it's going to just uproot all of the stuff and really make you look at it and and really clean out all of the plugs and programs and conditions. And it's mm-hmm. a really interesting journey. (laughs) I can attest to that. I think that there's absolutely something to that because when I stepped in to do what I'm doing now, it was like, oh no, there are so many things that you still have to deal with before you can really step into this work. So it's like, Mm. it's a beautiful thing that happens that like when you choose this type of work, you kind of, you're, you're choosing something for you, but that also means that you have to do the inner work. Right. Like all of that is part and parcel of this industry, essentially. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's so true. And like, yeah, also another full disclaimer, yeah. you will not be the same when <laughs> no, you come no, out of the other side. <laughs> you might even look different. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. It's, it's transformative. And we can even take that back to Chinese medicine, which yeah. is so brilliant. Because like you think about okay, I'm going to step into the, the healing world mm-hmm. and then you have to go through this big deconstruction. I mean, we can look at the meridians. Again, the meridians are that channel of flow of energy, right? Yep. So this channel of energy is moving through and targeting specific organs. And when that energy gets blocked with muck, which yep. is what I'm going to call trauma, trauma is muck. Yeah, fair. Programs are muck, right? Totally. You can't actually get that transmission through. And so as a practitioner, we're just here as a vessel, mm-hmm. allowing the healing to come through for that person. We're not involved in it at all. We're just actually just being the grounding force and facilitating yes. and supporting. And if our vessel is not clean, mm-hmm. none of that can come through. It's going to get stuck in us and blow us apart and they're not going to get anything or any benefit from it. In my personal opinion, I mean, someone might have a different opinion. That's okay. But (laughs) in my, in my opinion, you can only take your client as far as you've gone Yeah. because you get, it'll get stuck in that block. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So it's a journey of unplugging. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. It's cool. Now that you have the Chinese medicine, what what do you think is next? You did mention, you know, that one meridian, but like what what else here with your practice and for you personally? Yeah, so I feel like that's always going to be changing. Of course. And <laughs> right now, yeah, I I would call myself yeah, a practitioner of whatever healing modality is going to serve the client but then also I mean I love playing with herbs herbs are another one of my loves and Mm -hmm. so um, I create different herbal blends to help cleanse our womb space especially Mm -hmm. now with working with this bow my energy 
that space is also with women where we carry a lot of our trauma. Of course. A lot of our trauma. Oh. And I mean, the amount, unfortunately, of sexual abuse that's happened um, in our generation and in many generations with oh, women, yeah. it's, it's, it's so devastating, you know. And um, so I've just created some herbal blends that can really facilitate healing that space and cleansing oh. that space. And um, you'll know that there's trauma there when your menses is really painful. Like yep. if there's a lot of menstrual stuff, if there's a lot of pain in the abdomen that you just don't know what mm -hmm. it is, um, hormonal imbalance, there can be um, a stagnation of fluid in the abdomen where things are not draining properly. Yeah. Um, there's just different indications, right? And so having a practice called yoni steaming, mm -hmm. um, where you're using herbs and you're steaming them, mm -hmm. um, helps to just clean out the space yep. energetically and physically. And it's really beautiful. So I've been playing around with herbs like that for a Neat. couple of years now and um, also creating a line of skincare as well. So nice. one of my favorite things to do is, is change the dialogue of um, anti-aging into right. aging gracefully beautiful yeah because <laughs> I feel like we're really getting tripped on this idea that we don't want to age but I feel like age is a rite of passage oh my goodness yes like we are so lucky to yes. get to do that and step into the wisdom and be the crones of the world mm. and like mm. you yes. know help support Absolutely. these young women coming through and just set the stage for that yes. and um yeah, I've been making all of my own skincare products and body products since I was probably, I think I was about 22, roughly. Yeah. I had read this book called Go Green Beauty, and it has like 100 of the most toxic ingredients you found in beauty products in the back of the book as a reference, Ooh. but then also what it does to your system. And it's horrifying to the point where it like, yeah, I was no longer willing to use any of those kinds of chemicals on my on my body so i've been making my own body products for a long time and yeah and with acupuncture um one of the things that i love to do is the um facial acupuncture oh yeah and so with that i love using these herbal products on the face and mm -hmm. um and then of course we just go into different techniques of massage and gua sha and some lymph drainage and um i do a little bit of buccal massage as well, which is one of the muscles in the cheek. And again, we hold a lot of our stress in, in that muscle, so we really work that out. And it's honestly like an instant facelift. Cool. It's really cool. <laughs> so you can really transform the outer appearance yeah. with these beautiful natural products as well and like feel really good about what you're putting on your skin because your skin it's the most permeable organ on the body so everything that it's you're putting on it is just going right into Absorbing. the system yeah. yeah and so yeah so i've been playing around a little bit with herbs and cool. creating different face masks and um body oil for oil washing instead of using soap because again with soap too it changes the ph mm -hmm. and it really dries the skin out and um, with the skin, we've got this bacteria that live on the surface of the skin and that its job is to actually create the immune barrier uh -huh. for our body. And here we are using soap to rub all that off. So now our immune system is compromised right. and our skin is drying out and we're getting rid of all these dead skin cells, which the bacteria actually feed off of. It's a really healthy, natural process. Mm -hmm. And so using oil to wash the skin, it's actually allowing that to flourish and keep the immune system healthy, keep the skin glowing, and it's really fun. So I create that too, and all of nice. these products you can actually get here at The Way, yeah. which is really fun. <laughs> but yeah, so um, 
cosmetic acupuncture at the moment and esoteric acupuncture. So cool. really helping someone through the journey of themselves and bringing in the different modalities as well with sound, cleaning out the auric field, balancing the chakra system, supporting them where they're at, um, working with the EVs as well, the eight extraordinary vessels I was talking about to really mm -hmm. help that transformative process of uh, working through the emotions and the different things that are coming up and the programs that are trying to fall off so that you can really step into that new version of yourself. So those are my two main modalities. Yeah. Yeah. And then the herbs are my fun little side gig. So, <laughs> so far that and I'll probably hang out with that for a while and there. take a breather. Yeah. And then every once in a while you can find me teaching <laughs> at the studio. Yeah. But that's not my main thing anymore. That's so, fair. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. Bringing all the modalities together and supporting the person, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today, CJ. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. That was so much fun. <laughs> and also very awkward talking about myself. <laughs> so thank you for getting me out of my comfort zone. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did because you have a very interesting story and interesting insights. So I'm super glad that you were able to come and talk about them. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for asking all the questions. <laughs> hard to talk and unless you're provoked I think yeah, that's fair <laughs> that's fair yeah <laughs> all right well and I hope all of you listeners uh take care of yourselves and uh we'll see you in two weeks with another episode